Hey, good morning. So good to be with you today. I'm Pastor Mike, representing with the t-shirt today, all of our youth. So good to um, see you engaging in our online program. We want to encourage you to keep doing that until we can meet again. We're missing you. We value you. We love you. You make One Church a better place to be. So keep going at this time. We know it might be hard for you uh, being at home all the time with your parents. But keep going, guys. We will see you again soon. Now, last week in church, we began a new season called Planted. Actually, it's not a season. I'm watching too much Netflix. We um, began a new series called Planted. And the idea planted is built around Psalms chapter one, where there's a metaphor of a tree, a really healthy tree. And the psalmist is saying our lives could resemble the health of this tree if we do what this psalm is telling us to do. And last week I looked at two things we can be doing to resemble the kind of health of this tree, which is evergreen. It, it isn't easily stripped bare of its leaves in the changing seasons of life because it's well planted and well positioned. The two things we spoke about last week were this. That firstly, those, it's really significant who we position ourselves with in life, the, particularly the core relationships in our life, the people that speak into our lives. It's good to include in that inner circle of relationships people that share the same faith that we do, that love God like we love God. They're the people that are going to speak faith into us in those difficult seasons. They're the ones who are going to stand with us and pray with us and love us as we are. It's really important that we surround ourselves with two or three or four people, if we can, that really do love us and share our faith. Now, not every relationship in your life has to be somebody that shares your faith, but it's good, isn't it, to have core relationships with people who, who share our values. And that's what we want to talk about last week, the, the, the better positioned we are relationally. When those seasons change and when difficult times come, we will be able to draw up from those relationships, the kind of uh, minerals and nutrients our faith is going to need so that we're not stripped bare, uh, so that we don't lose our faith and our courage, so that we don't lose our hope and our peace. It's really important who we position ourselves with. Secondly, I talked about our disposition towards the word of God, the law of the Lord. And uh, you can have a disposition towards the word of God that is it's a chore, it's a religious thing, and you kind of do it because you feel like you have to. Or you can delight in the word of the Lord. And the person that delights in the word of the Lord is the person like the tree. They have come to find it so beneficial. They've come to love it. They've come to cherish it because it's having such a positive effect on them. They can't live without it. That person, the person who comes to delight in the word of the Lord, is like the tree in the psalm. So who you position yourself with is really important. Your disposition towards the word of God. That I can't get my words out this morning. The law of the Lord, that's really important too. And I'm going to carry this on today. If we look at the very next verse, it tells us this, that not only do they delight in the word of the Lord, but they meditate on the word of the Lord day and night. So I want to talk to you for a moment about this idea, that a good rhythm can be your best friend. No rhythm can be your worst enemy. A good rhythm can be your best friend. No rhythm can be your worst enemy. There's such a lovely rhythm to this verse, isn't there? It talks about meditating on the word of God day and night. Day and night. It just assumes that this is a continual, repetitive, rhythmic pattern in this person's life. 
And because it's rhythmic, because it's a pattern, it's having a, a, a positive kind of compound effect on the rest of their lives because they're rhythmic with it. It's kind of like breathing in and out, in and out, day and night. There's a healthy rhythm to this person's life. I wonder if that resembles your own relationship with God, with the spiritual practices such as reading the Bible or praying or worshipping or reflecting, journaling and those kind of things that just enable you to, to really draw into a place of intimacy with Jesus, able to have a relationship with him that's really benefiting you. Rhythm's going to help you do that. But listen, no rhythm can be your worst enemy. If your relationship with God resembles a chaotic occasional uh, bumpy kind of experience where you are jolting forward and then falling back and jolting forward and falling back and and occasionally pulling the bible out and occasionally praying when you need it and oh it's christmas i better go to church and you know the kind of thing there's no real rhythm to this there's just I, a, a sort of stumbling along in your relationship with god the i think this psalm is saying look if that's your experience you're you're not going to benefit the same way as this tree in the psalm, you're not going to have the nutrients and the minerals. You're not going to be positioned in such a way, planted deeply enough to be able to thrive and survive the different seasons of life. But a rhythm, now a rhythm can really help us. Now there is some brain chemistry involved in this. I don't know if you knew this. There's a book called Atomic Habits. And in Atomic Habits, the, the author is telling us that, that, that the small... Uh, patterns, the small rhythms that we create in our lives can have a massive effect on the rest of our lives. And he says this in this book, he says, the more tasks that you can handle without thinking, the more your brain is free to focus on other areas. The more tasks you can achieve without thinking, the more your brain is free to focus on other areas. Essentially what he's trying to describe is this, that once you've established a rhythm and a pattern, your brain doesn't need to work anywhere near as hard to enable that to continue. Once it's established, it becomes like a well-worn path. It becomes a pattern and your brain gets used to it and then doesn't need to expend as much energy trying to create that activity again and again and again. However, if it's not a rhythm, if you are trying to do something for the first time, or occasionally, your brain has to expend far more effort trying to make that thing happen, that activity happen. And so there's some brain chemistry in the idea of rhythm being really good for you. It takes far less energy to keep a rhythm going than it does to do something one-off. I've experienced this in my own relationship with God. In seasons where I've been chaotic in my inner world, where my Bible reading or prayer or worship or just my spiritual rhythms have been all off and I've just been trying to do it occasionally. I find it, I have to expend so much effort and energy just to make the simple activities happen because they're not rhythmic. But I found that when I've gotten into the groove and I've created a day and night rhythm where I've created a, a rhythm that works for me such that I can guarantee and depend on it and it happens and it happens and it happens. My, my brain gets used to it and, it, and it, I find over time it takes far less energy to make it happen. It becomes easy. It becomes normal. Now I wonder which one describes your own 
spiritual walk with God. I can promise you this, a good rhythm, a great rhythm would be your best friend. But no rhythm could be your worst enemy. No rhythm could lead you to a place of expending loads of energy, making it happen, and then stopping again, and then expending all that energy again. And what happens over time, if that's your pattern, if that's what you do, you soon get tired of it and it becomes a religious exercise. It soon becomes a chore and too difficult to comprehend. But when it's a rhythm, when it's an established practice, it becomes so beneficial. Now it talks in that psalm there about this day and night rhythm, but it, what is it that the psalmist is doing day and night? What is their rhythm? Their rhythm is meditation. Meditation. Now just for the, um, uh, without doing a whole talk on what meditation is this morning, uh, uh, just briefly I would describe that as thinking time. Thinking time. So it's not just reading the Bible and saying, right, tick box, I've read a passage, I've read a chapter, and now I can move on with my day. Now this psalmist is reading, maybe even just small amounts of scripture, and then spending time thinking on them. Now that's another level of discipline, another level of practice or pattern or rhythm that uh, is important for us all to understand what that is and attain that in our own lives. Because it's not just enough to read something, you've got to absorb it. You've got to think about it and you've got to allow it to shape your thinking and shape your life moving forward. This psalmist is saying, look, the person who doesn't just read it, but who thinks upon it is the person that's like the tree that's healthy. Why? Why, why would thinking about the word of God benefit us? Well, I just want to give you one quicker reason why I think it would be really important for us to think on the word of God this morning. And to spend time in it. In Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 it tells us this. Above all else guard your heart for from it flow the issues of life. Above all else. So this is the primary thing. The, the person who wrote this proverb is telling us that the first thing, the most important thing you, you and I should be concerned with is the state of our hearts. Because from our hearts flow the issues of life. We're going to make our decisions based on where our heart is at. We're going to follow the direction of our heart. Our heart really determines where we go in life. And so we're going to have to be really, really careful to guard our heart from all the wrong kind of influences if we're going to go in the right direction and make right decisions. And so the Proverbs said, above all else, guard the heart. So we have to ask ourselves, well, how do we guard our hearts so that our hearts stay healthy and we're able to make good decisions and go in the right direction. I have to say this morning, if I link these two passages together, I think we guard our heart by focusing our thoughts on the right stuff, by not allowing our mind to become corrupted by the world or by our circumstances or by the sinful desires that we have. But if our mind can be fixed on, thinking on the word of God, the law of God, and filled with the truth of God, then that in turn is going to form like a, a fence or a guard around our heart that when the wrong stuff tries to get in, when the wrong stuff tries to invade our hearts, our mind is able to capture those thoughts and say, that, that, isn't, that doesn't line up with what I know about God. It doesn't line up with what I know about what he thinks of me or what he has for me. And so we're able to far more easily protect our hearts 
from that, the kind of corrupt stuff that wants to get in there and really cause chaos in our lives. So the guard around our hearts is the things we think about. And if we can meditate on the law of the Lord, we form a guard around our hearts that enables our hearts to stay real healthy. So if I just pull those two ideas together, what we think about is going to either guard our heart or expose our heart. Now, if we're not thinking on the word of God, then what are we thinking on? If we're not thinking on the truth of God, the chances are our minds are going to be exposed to the deceptions, the lies, the, the wrong stuff that's out there. And those things are going to shape our heart going forward. So it's really important that we meditate, have thinking time on the word of God, because that's going to form the guard that we need around our hearts. I've experienced this myself. There was a period of time not so long ago where I knew my heart wasn't healthy. Like I, I was wanting to go in directions and make decisions that didn't feel right, didn't feel like they were in line with what God has said to me. I was feeling the pains of temptations and I was feeling um, unhealthy emotionally. And, and I, was, I knew I was churning on some things that had happened around me and to me. And I knew that those things I was churning on were producing the wrong kind of uh, results in me. And as I was praying about it, I remembered this verse, guard your heart. And I knew that the reason my heart was where it was because I had allowed myself in my thinking to really spiral downwards into a real place of negativity. I knew what I was thinking about was poor. And I knew my thinking was producing a heart that had a poor state it was leading me in the wrong direction. And I knew I needed to get the right kind of thinking again. I knew I needed the truth of the word of God again to begin to shape my thinking and help me to see bigger than I could see. I needed to be able to see things as God saw them. And the only way I can do that, the only way I can get my thinking into that place is to read what God has said to me, is to read his word, is to get into his perspective, his view on things. And the only way I can do that is to think on the word of God. And so that's an experience in my own life. I, I, I know that you may be able to identify with that yourselves, that when you're in a bad place, it's usually because we've taken the guard away and we're not thinking in the word of God anymore. So I want to encourage you with these two thoughts this morning. Number one, have you got a rhythm that's benefiting you? Or are you a bit stop-start? Are you expending loads of energy trying to do the simple things? Or have you found a rhythm? And secondly, is there a guard around your heart? Where is your thinking at? Better still, where is your heart? Lastly, before I say goodbye this morning, a quick tip for establishing a good rhythm. Find a great place and, the, and a time that works. Find a great place and a time that works. Finding a great place is really important because it's important you enjoy that time. If you're in a cupboard under the stairs, the likelihood is you're not going to enjoy that period of time. But if you find your favourite chair at the right time of the day, with a little space around you, it can become something really enjoyable. Or maybe for you it's a walk in the park. Find the right space, you know, the right place to be able to meet with God in and think on his word. And secondly, find the right time. It's going to be different for all of us, but find a time in your day 
where you are able to meet with the Lord uninterrupted. And as you find the space or the place and you find the time and you bring those together and it becomes a, a rhythmic thing in your day and in your week. Well, you, that, that, that is more important than all the other things. You, you never trade that for something lesser. You make that thing happen. I promise you, if you can establish that as a rhythm, it will get easier and easier. And soon enough, you will not want to miss that moment in the presence of God. Your relationship with him will benefit. And you, like that tree, will be well planted and evergreen drawing up the kind of nutrients your faith and your hope and your peace need in those more difficult challenges, seasons of life. I pray this has been encouraging to you. Remember, a good rhythm will be your best friend. See you soon.